Welcome back to the Ones Ready Team Room. We're just talking about little stuff, like you know, things. Things. Just we're just talking about things. Nothing in particular. We're just talking about getting canceled and never being yeah. able to have a have a podcast. <laughs> let's talk so, about hazing. Uh, let's talk Ooh, about hazing. hazing. That's a spicy context or uh, subject, rather not context. It is anyway. Well, it could be. Well, a spicy we got context. Aaron back. It could be a spicy context, but it is. Uh, how do you guys define hazing? Uh, well, <laughs> all right. So, Aaron's my walking thesaurus, <laughs> so he has to answer it. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, actually, the uh, Webster's <laughs> Dictionary defines hazing. I'm kidding. I wouldn't use Webster's because they just change the definition when the freaking climate suits them. Um, so hazing, right? <laughs> hazing is is an unfair balance of power between people that usually has some sort of physical consequence attached to it. In the military, Hazing is doing something to specifically demean another person, which you supervise or you occupy some position of authority, right? So when we say hazing, we don't mean saying something that somebody else doesn't like. We don't say making you do push-ups is not hazing. When you get operant conditioning throughout the pipeline, even in the military, and this is just gone. I, I don't know when they, you know, moved away from this sort of thing, but it was very common in the military even 10 years ago. At a normal job where if you screwed something up, somebody was just like, beat your face, get just get down and start doing pushups, like especially Ranger Regiment dudes. Those guys, until you're like an E5, a tab E5, E6 sort of team leader sort of area, you always run the risk of getting just scuffed up at work. They walk into a room and uh, the worst thing in the world for a bunch of E4 dudes at the regiment is when a tabbed brand new E5 walks into a room where they're all shamming. The smoke is about to happen right now. You could say that that is in that case that I just described hazing, but it's actually a part of the culture, which we used to call positive, uh, positive outcome disciplinary techniques, meaning the positive outcome is that I get to mentor you and you get physically in shape at the same time. The line for me, at least comes in when you do it in a demeaning way. So, if I'm making you do something demeaning, if I'm like, I want you to, it, it's very common practice for the new guy on the team to do a bunch of different things, right? At our squadron, there is a guy that has a Viking horn. And every day when that team is ready to start work, this young guy steps outside of his team room. We work in a hangar and he blows this horn. So at the beginning of their workday, you hear, and at the end of the workday, it's the same thing, right? Is that demeaning? No. Is it a funny thing? Yes. Is it hazing? Come on. Absolutely not. Now, if it got to where you are being made fun of in front of people, that's what I think hazing is. Peaches, what do you think hazing is? Uh, I think that's defined pretty well, but I, I, I boil it back down to intent. Is the intent to demean somebody? Is the intent to embarrass somebody? Uh, then, okay, the, you've crossed the line there. Is the intent to blackmail somebody? You've definitely crossed the line there. Uh, is are you able to do said task, whatever it is, um, you know, whether it's physical, whether it's uh, something funny, are you still able to laugh, genuinely laugh at it? Not the, ha, 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 yeah, that's, that's great, guys. Not that. But are you like, holy cow, you guys have got me wearing a, a Thor outfit and I have to, you know, grab the, the hammer and I'm, you know, spouting off whatever, giving a history lesson or like, you know I mean? It could be something like that. Are you still able to laugh at it genuinely? And is the intent 
genuine and um, fair and positive. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I, I think oh, yeah. so much of of the things that we are dealing with just in our culture right now all boil down to intent. Is mm-hmm. you know because when we do things, sometimes I will say something to one of you two or or my wife or my kids or anybody I I know. Hell, even on here and and maybe I misspeak or maybe I just use a word that tends to um, doesn't necessarily align with somebody. Maybe it has a, a negative connotation to it, but my intent wasn't to insult or demean anybody. It was just like, Hey, you just happen to take it that way. I like, I I'm sorry, but that's just, you just took it that way. Um, the intent was not to hurt you in any kind of way. That's, that's the way I kind of look at it. I mean, sometimes I'm trying to embarrass <laughs> people, it. you know, like you guys are like, it has to be all positive. I'm over here like, man, as long as I don't hurt anybody, you know, there's no costumes involved. I don't know where the costumes came from, but that, that seems wrong, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying it because that's, you know, it's been right. bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but like, I mean, it, okay. It, so, it, so one of the, one of the things that I had is somebody put, made me put a cape on, right. And I was running <laughs> towers with the little Dixie cup. Right. With the little Dixie cup and we had to fill up the cooler, you know, the, the, however tall yep. the tower is, but I'm wearing a cape. Um, and every time I passed an instructor, I had to say I'm Batman. Yeah. Right? Like, but I had to say it as in now this is before Christian Bale, but I had to say it like, you know, just, you know, I'm Batman kind of thing. How, yeah. How and, did Michael Keaton say it? How, well, for you, it would be how to, uh, how did, was that guy? Adam, Adam, was, no, it, was, Adam it, was Ward? it was Michael, it was Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, no, you were like more? in the, the bam, you know, like the, the screen says bam every time someone gets punched. <laughs> <Ow>. Yeah. <laughs> so it's making fun of your I mean, age again. What, was that hazing or was that, hey, we're having fun because even I thought that it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, the, I think the thing for me is when you get done with this event, I can tell that you, it's, it's a hard thing to try to explain. It's an easy thing when you see it, though. When you see this thing get over... And you see the guys, like, especially when you see the team sergeant or you see, you know, one of the leaders of these, these little events that happen. Cause of course, you know, you running around with a cape on filling up with a comically small, you know, Dixie cup filling up a larger thing. I'll bet after you were done, somebody put their arm around you was like, all right, man, got it. You filled it up. You took it like a champ. Come on, let's go back to the team room. That's where I draw the line of, you know, this is or isn't hazing. If that's meant to bring you in, you know, don't, don't, conflate indoctrination with hazing. If I need you to indoctrinate you to our our culture, if I need to to prove a lesson to you, but it's with the intent of bringing you into the circle afterwards, I do not think that is hazing. You know, we had, I I think I've told this story before, but one of the younger controllers showed up and he did something marginally not correct, maybe showed up late to a a briefing or something. It was uh, one of those little things, but his team sergeant was like, hey, in this team room, in this culture, that is not what we do. So you're going to push this bike. He pushed one of the mini bikes around the entire flight line. He's like, yeah, let me know when you're back. He's like, you're not allowed to start. It doesn't have gas in it anyway, but go push it, take a walk, think about it with the intent. When he got back, he's like, Hey, you understand that's part of our culture. We find these things important. So that's like right on that line for me. Do I think that that's hazing? No, he didn't do it with the intent to demean a guy. He did it to correct his behavior. And he wanted to establish a culture in that team room. And I think it worked out really well because that's how you establish those cultures. And it can be, it can be serious. Like I just described, it could be funny. 
It could be any number of things. We, we do skits all the time about when you're in the pipeline, you get to do skits about instructors and those things still happen. I had a team do a skit about me while we we're deployed in front of everybody. Could I have gotten into my fields and been like, oh, this is, this is hazing and these people demeaned me in front of my peers? Well, yeah, I guess, but that wasn't their intent. Their intent was to poke some, to poke some fun at me. And in the end, everybody got together and we got to laugh about it and it made us stronger as a team. Well, it's, it's like you guys said, there's, there's learning outcomes, right? Cause I, I think I got stuck on the embarrassing word or like whatever, like making fun of people, but mm-hmm. like I will learning, uh, in public, like around your teammates or your, your classmates when you're a candidate and a, and a cone, um, it can be embarrassing. And like, if you say something that's stupid, I'm going to, in front of everybody, I'm going to walk you down the logical pathway to where you realize that you made a silly error in front of everybody. And then not, not only do you learn, but everybody learns, but is it going to be weird? Is it going to be embarrassing? Are you going to feel stupid? Yeah but everybody's going to learn. Mm-hmm. And that my intent is not to like make you feel like less of a person. My intent is to make you understand that you said or did something stupid and to never do it again. But it's not yeah. like, I'm like, Oh, like, are your feelings hurt? Like, do you feel okay about this? Be- you know, me pointing out that you are, you know, did something really, really dumb today. Like, I don't care. I want you to learn. I don't, <laughs> I don't really care that much about your feelings, but that's your intent, right? right? Yeah. Your yeah. intent is yeah. pure. Your intent is positive. There is a positive outcome from your intent and, and people don't see that because I think people, one, they're not used to it, but at the same, like this, that is our culture. And again, from an outsider's perspective, maybe it seems like hazing, but, I, I, and obviously there have been lines in the past, historical lines that have been crossed 100%. Oh, yeah. Like I, I would never argue that, especially when you hear, you know, some of the stories, you know, I, I remember one, this happened right before. I went to NDOC, but you know, there was an instructor that was well known for being, um, an asshole. And, you know, one, one cone came up from the pool, like, you know, gasping and he's like, get under the water and he wouldn't get under the water. So he literally took his, his boot, his foot and pushed his head underwater and just held him there. Like that's a no go. Like yeah. you can't do that. No, like, that, you that, that, I, in fact, that's not even hazing. That is just, that's something that's just else. Wrong. That's not hazing. That's just, that's just abuse, that's, brother. Yeah. That, like that's, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But like uh-huh. making somebody bang gates, uh, with a motorcycle and you're not able to start it up. Like you're teaching a certain type of discipline. That's all that is in yeah. my, again, in my intent, be, or in my opinion, because the intent is a positive outcome. Right. Yeah. And if you look back in the day, it was a, it was a well-worn tradition that the senior team, when the junior team got on the Kirtland and they were ready to start the, um, you know, start their cone process and wait for their, wait for their class. It was a well-known process that the senior team. So usually you get your beret to start shaping it about halfway through the apprentice course. And some guys will wait like, you know, depending on how the blocks fall, you may be worried about medicine or you may be worried about tactics. So you might wait, but you get your beret so you can start shaping it so that it looks good for graduation. And that takes a little while to do like shaping a beret is its own process. It was a tradition almost. I mean, it was like an unspoken tradition that the senior team that had their berets would wait until the brand new dudes had checked in the base and they would put their berets on and go and just toss the dorms and li- like just 
smoke everybody and they would just go hard in the paint. And then when everything was done, they would look at the students. They'd be like, Hey, we're not PJs. We're the senior team, but listen, here's the rules of the road, guys. You need to do this. The instructors don't like this. This is how you run the school. And it, it would turn into a mentorship thing because I think when the intent is pure like that, because the intent is like, Hey, we've established a culture and we want to indoctrinate you into that culture. When it crosses the line is when you can't explain why you're doing something. When it crosses the line, when, when somebody's walking down the street with a sign that says, I'm an idiot in their underwear. And you're like, Whoa, what are you, what are you doing? What is that supposed to do? And they're like, Oh, I don't know. This guy just did the wrong thing. So we're making him do this. That's where you're like, okay, now we're in the, now we're in the hazing realm. Now that doesn't make any sense. It gets confusing okay. sometimes because you might see that like instructor or person in power, like also being entertained by what's happening, but that doesn't make it wrong. It's when it's strictly for some pretty sick entertainment value is when, and there's no, there's no point is, is when it goes off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, two things, uh, both involving, uh, Adinger, right? AT. Um, <laughs> one is I remember him being a grad and, you know, I'm 17 years old and I'm just student, got out of basic. I'm, hazing, I am careful. Scared, it's scared. Um, but that exact same thing happened. They would, you know, mess with us a bit on, on whatever it was, whether it was toss our room or just, you know, uh, it was a bunch of stuff. I, it's so long ago now. They would you drop know, you and they would make I just, you do, I can't remember. Yeah. Right. But, but they would, they would bring us in afterwards and be like, Hey, this is how things are. And this is, you know, these are the rules of the road and these are how you can avoid getting smoke from cadre and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, on the other side of that, or not on the other side, but this is just recently when, when we were, uh, him and I were there in San Antonio for Ivan's retirement is we stopped by special warfare and, you know, he, he saw Cone messing up and, and he's not even a PJ anymore. He saw Cone messing up and nobody saw it. So he corrected it right there on the spot. Now, still a trainee, still an airman. Actually, I think he was an NCO because he was cross trainee, but, um, so you could say, oh, he's in training status. A permanent party shouldn't be talking to him. I, I would argue that that is not correct. If you're an active duty member, you should be able to stop that person immediately. Course correct. He had him do some operant conditioning, right? And, and explained attention to detail because that was what he had messed up. You know, there are certain things that uh, SWIC and ANS are, are very attention to detail specific. So when you mess that up, you're going to pay for it. Well, he messed it up and AT saw it. So he course corrected him, had him do pushups, had him, and he was sitting here explaining to him what, why it's so important. And he started going through a nine line. So him and I went through what a nine line is since he's a, a hog driver and we start going through a nine line and what happens with you mess that up and stuff like that. Right. Then at the end, this is what kind of guy AT is. Then at the end, and it, and it ties right into what we're talking about. At the end, he uh, stands him up. He's at attention. He explains to him, like, just in it, like we're talking, why it's so important. And he had just gotten back from hog smoke competition where they won. And he took his patch off that they won at hog smoke and he gave it to him. He's like, hey, this is a patch that we won because we paid attention to detail and we won the competition. And I want you to have it right. Like he, he'll probably never see this dude again. No, ever. That guy has the wildest story. No one's ever going to believe that guy's story. 
be like, hey, a very famous PJ turned A10 pilot and Peaches smoked me one time and they gave me a patch. People are going to be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that or I'm going to be getting a phone call from IG later on going, oh, oh, what did you do? Oh, you did what now? I'm sorry. You said that again? Allegedly. You were, you were, allegedly. You were, all this allegedly. happened, okay? This allegedly <laughs> happened. I can't wait to like, figure out how to edit this podcast. Oh, it's going to be wild. But like speaking of that, like rumors, right? Because like no one will believe that. But we, this all kind of started from a, a pretty wild question we got on YouTube. And um, I don't know how to explain this, but there's a lot of people out there that claim to be former special operations guys that weren't. I know this is surprising to you guys. I can see the surprise on your faces. Um, and they come up with some ridiculous stories. Like, well, when I was, you know, at Bud's, you know, in 1953, this is what guys were, you know, like all the, the rumen and all this other stuff. So like, just because you've heard about some of these like hazing incidences or, or, or training things that happen and, you know, like you have to have a bone broken to get through this course or that course or whatever, guys, it's, you, you know, sifted out. It's a whole bunch of garbage. 99% well, of the stuff out there is probably garbage. And I always default. I never, if somebody tells me something, I don't immediately want to say, okay, that's probably BS. That's probably not right. However, every single time we get one of these questions or one of these comments, it's somebody and they almost always start off with, well, I heard from a guy that was on the teams that these things go on. Okay, hold on. Why is this guy even talking to you? How do you know he was on team? How did you verify this story? Why in the world... Like if somebody DM'd me, like, I don't know how many requests have we had where they're like, oh, you guys should tell funny war stories. No, those funny war stories are for me and the team that went through it. Like those stories are important to us. Like, and certainly I would never tell you an embarrassing story. Do I have a million embarrassing ass stories about, you know, my time or the team's time or, you know, this guy got too drunk. Love and, you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Baby, get out of here. Like, I, we all do. We all have like ridiculous stories, right? Why in the world would I just volunteer that information willingly to somebody that I have never met on the internet? I would never do that. I would never tell you an embarrassing story about a friend or a situation. So when I hear these things and they're like, I, there's, there's one guy that comments pretty frequently uh, on one of the platforms and they're always just like, yeah, well, I have a friend that's in this unit. I'd be like, bro, I, I'm pretty sure this guy has a friend in uh, the Army's unit and the SEALs number one unit. He's got a couple friends in the CIA. I think he's got a couple friends in NASA because every time <laughs> this dude pops out of the woodwork with, well, I heard and well, I know and well, I heard this story. Get out of here. Can we do a better job of, of looking at something that seems not right and this, just go from there? Like, granted, reality is sometimes stranger than fiction. I got it. Um, and wacky Some things of his do happen. running for Congress. Is that what's happening? I hope some of his friends are running for Congress. I have no clue. I, this guy, uh, he's probably the most well-connected guy on the face of the planet, to be believed. Some rough stories out there right now. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know, I I heard... Okay, so if we're going to talk about that, then kind of go down the vein of Stolen Valor. How do you feel about Stolen Valor? Because I'm two minds about it. Right. Could I care less? Like, all right, dude, go to Golden Corral and get your discount, like whatever. Right. At the same time, though, I'm like, it, it's almost like that. Um, man, you are representing your community. Right. So when now I have somebody who's perpetrating my community and by my community, we're talking about, OK, 
combat controllers, aspect war, like as it grows now, now special tactics, now air force, now military, you know, so you are still representing me. So that's where I start to have problems, especially when you start acting. One, you look terrible in the uniform. You're not wearing it right. And now you're pissed because you're, you're freaking venti pumpkin spice latte with an extra shot with, uh, whipped cream and little, little bit of cinnamon on top. Didn't, didn't come out right. Like now I got a problem. You know what I mean? It's unsafe. That guy was actually a seal though. That guy was actually a seal though. But see, I see him and I'm like, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, I get it. Maybe they did do a terrible job, right? But is that the worst thing that you're going to have to deal with that day? Because if it is, you're having a pretty damn good day. <laughs> you're having a pretty good day. Somebody messed your coffee order up. I think yeah. so. Nobody, nobody likes a liar, right? And the more grandiose the lie is, the more you're repulsed by it. And especially when it enters our space. Like, how many people do we know on this? Just the three of us. How many people do we know that have won silver stars or air force crosses or they're, you know, close friends of ours that have almost died doing this thing. And to hear somebody so flippantly just be like, Oh yeah, I did that too. It makes me immediately mad. I, that's, and again, I think that's where it goes. If you want to sit at a bar and this no kidding happened about a week ago, if you want to sit at a bar and you say that you're a ranger and all this other stuff, I'm not volunteering information. You're telling me all this stuff. And, and I'm like, yeah, man, rangers lead the way. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, man, RLTW, dog. I was like, I've got a lot of friends in the regiment. RTL dub. Cool. Well, I was like, RTL dub. And he kind of looked at me and he, I was like, I looked at him and I was like, hey, if somebody says Rangers lead the way to you, what do you say? And he was like, Hua. And I was like, nah, homie, you say all the way. Like, that's the common response to that. And I was like, he was like, oh, yeah, I've just never heard it like that. I'm like, you worked in, you worked at first bat and you never heard Rangers lead the way for that guy. I'm like, you know what, man? I don't know why you're lying. Do I want to get into an altercation with you here at this bar? Is it really helping me at all? Is it going to teach you a lesson? Are you going to stop doing this? No. Is it wrong? Yes. But do I need to engage in every single thing that's wrong ever in my presence in all time? Man, probably not. I don't have the energy for it. But when you start getting things for it, the stolen valor that I hate the most is, you know, this is our keynote speaker. And he's got his halo wings on upside down because he's never worn them. He's got his jump master free fall wings upside down in the wrong position on his ribbon rack. And you're like, that guy is not an operator. And that guy is not a jump master because no one would screw that up. That's ever been a jump master. And the fact that he's getting paid for that, that's where it makes me insanely angry. Insanely So this angry. is a true story then. What, what? I'm not tracking this. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was. I believe it was a, a captain that said he retired out of the aspect war career field. So I think he said he was a PJ. So it was like captain, retired, pararescue man. And then he had captain stuff on. He had a, I didn't zoom into the ribbon rack because it didn't, you know, whatever. Uh, but it, it made the rounds in one of the group chats I was on. And th- there it is. The, the old straight upside down free fall wings looking like a looking like an upside down umbrella uh and not the actual thing that it's supposed to look like um and this guy got paid for the speaking gig that was that was posted mm. after he talked about being there um and now, and I'll even now i will say to, like my my paddle that i got from the 321st um that was uh, let's see i left in july in june i had had that uh free fall accident right mm-hmm. so they put it upside down on my paddle. 
<laughs> right? I which thought is, it was hilarious. Funny. I think right. that's funny. And they, and they were yeah, like, some people were like, funny. hey, guys, that's wrong. You should probably fix it. But I'm like, no, 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 don't fix it. Like, it's yeah. it's funny. Like, that's, I yeah, appreciate it. That's... It was less than a month ago that I frapped I in. Died. Like, I got it. <laughs> and it's on a paddle. It's not on your uniform, you know? Right. You're not yeah. standing in front of people like, oh, I wear this upside down because one time I had an accident. No one, no one does that. No. Yeah. But, you know, it's when you go from, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all have a lot of opinions. This is exciting. Oh, spicy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you go get get a golden corral, you know, that's fine. But once you get up to Longhorn, that's when I start to take exception. Like, you start coming to my yeah. places, you know. But Longhorn, you know, or golden corral is only going to hurt you. So it's kind of like a punishment. <laughs> it really is. Like, getting a free meal from there, you should pay me to eat a golden corral. I can't believe people actually pay there. So getting it free wouldn't even be enough. The only thing that makes me more mad than that is when people that are in the military aggrandize what they've done. And they make it seem, you know, the only thing worse than saying that you've done something that you haven't actually done is implying that you did and then refusing to elaborate. They're like, oh, yeah, bro. Like, I don't know. That deployment was kind of crazy. I was working for like this pretty specialized team. Oh, really? Um, security forces E4. What specialized team was that? Like, oh, I, I can't say it's data mask. Bro, small dude, small teams, good dudes. You know what I mean, bro, bro. Small teams, good dudes, pretty flat organization. You just kind of like find work and do work. You know what I mean? No, I have no idea what you mean. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sound like what we do. So you're gonna have to elaborate for me, my dude. Uh, you were working a, a, a gate at a data mass facility. Is that what you mean? No, man. No, we were, uh, man. We were definitely, you know, outside the wire. Oh, tight. Well, I'll, I will tell you, you know who's not doing any kind of stolen valor? Cardomax. Cardomax, Cardomax is not doing. They aren't. No, no. they are my not fav- doing Star Trek. My favorite, my favorite thing Matson of all time. Sean is not a stolen valor kind of dude. Absolutely not. No, you should check out his podcast. We had him on. My, my favorite thing about Cardomax is like uh, Trent and I will be doing something completely mundane. I'll turn my head for a second. I turn back and there's Trent with a little thing of cardamom and he's just putting it in his water. I'm like, what are we about to go work out? He's like, nah, dog. I'm just, I'm just trying to get this caffeine it. on. Oh, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Trent, Trent hates cardio. So he keeps uh thanks to cardamax. He keeps his heart rate up with the energy intensifier by about like 755%. I'm in zone two all the time. That's my secret. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys tried the immune booster yet? The immune booster is yeah, the hardest yeah. thing for me to say, but I I love it. It's my favorite part. Well, not just it's that, my the, the hydro too. Like, yeah. So I have a, a caffeine regimen throughout the day, right? So that I make sure that I have a cutoff point so that I don't drink. Like, and I have to be very cautious about when I grab, when I reach Such in and I boomer. grab those packets because I, I, <laughs> I open the packets up and I dump them and I got a, in a big Ziploc bag. And I literally just nice. reach in and I've made the mistake before where I just reach in and I just rip it open and pour it in. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm up till two, three in the morning. So it's not great. Oh, but you guys should check them out. Cardamax.com. Use promo codes one ready for the discount. Stolen Valor. Trent, you got more on it. I know you do. You've been holding out on us. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm Here just going with everybody else. It's, it's when you, when you make money, when like I, I you know what I really just can't wrap my head around is why can't people just be happy with themselves? And all it is, is a, it's a character flaw of some people that 
think that whatever they did was not enough. And and you, you, we talk about it all the time, like regret is hell. Obviously, these people are filled with regret and they feel like they could have done more. So instead of just doing more and being honest about what they did and being proud of what they did, they have to like fluff up their 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 resume. You know, they have to go back in time and lie to people about what they did so that they can feel important. You know, it's like the easy button to to getting attention and to getting paid for for stuff that you never did. And so do, do I think that they're sad, pathetic people? Yes, absolutely. And I, I don't want to waste energy on them. At the same time, though, like if you don't correct behavior when you see it, then it, the, the behavior will just continue. So, you know, there's there's a lot of folks out there that are doing a really good job of, of, of you know, checking people when they when they step out of line and, and seeing these things. But, you know, I try not to get too worked up about this stuff. But like, what what is your problem with yourself? The, the problem is with them. And I don't understand why you can't just be happy with what you did, because if you were good, at, even if you were just good at your job in a normal job, like we talk about the like security forces, guys, finance, personnel, whatever it is, there's rock stars everywhere. And I have friends in all of these places that are more than happy to tell me that, that they love their jobs. They don't want to do what I do. And that's totally cool. And we can have normal, regular people conversations about it. And I can totally respect everything that they do. So the rest of those people can, uh, you know, go rot in another place and, you know, feel sorry for themselves or whatever it is that they do in those dark moments when they realize that they're frauds. I love when Trent tees up for a big one because you can feel it coming. It's it's this it's this feeling like it's a storm that's just about to happen. You never I didn't want to disappoint. (laughs) Who pulled Trent's string? Who pulled your string? (laughs) (laughs) It's like eight o'clock at night. I just had a Cardo Max, so. Oh, that's it. (laughs) Nikes, this guy's going hard in the paint. Well, see, I don't understand that. So, so like, you take a Cardomax, and then I grab a hoist. Like, what? Yeah, I can see. My caffeine tolerance, though, is uh, I'm not on a caffeine regimen. I'm on uh, basically a caffeine-free fire zone. So I can, no kidding, drink like a pot of coffee before I go to bed. So I would, I would be totally fine if I got home at like five o'clock at night, if I just drank like a monster, I, I try not to drink energy drinks as much anymore. It just doesn't really work. So I try to keep it to one yeah. or two a week, but, um, you know, I can have caffeine and literally just lay down, go right to sleep. No problem. I've just, I've worn those pathways so ragged in my body that I can just like, Oh yeah, 200 milligrams of caffeine. No, it's totally fine. I'll be able to sleep in like an hour. I wonder if that's. If healthy? No. A, a, no, I know it's not healthy. Uh, that's not my question. I know it's not healthy. I don't. Stop hey, it. hey, hey, doctor. I, Stop I judging got, us, Peaches. I know that. This is hazing. I'm, I'm wondering. This on the first part, you're doing this to hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm wondering if if that is a workload kind of thing. Like you have fit, maybe not physically, because obviously you train in the morning for two hours or whatever it is, you know seen you there but is that a with your current job as the op soup that like that is a busy job are you just so mentally drained at the end of the day that you're able to still drink caffeine and then pass out i i think it might be because i'll tell you what i started i got this from a close friend of mine do you, I don't listen to music in the car anymore. I don't listen to anything in the car anymore. I drive into work in complete silence and I drive home in complete silence. Like I am not hmm. like I need time to decompress like this. Jo- I will say, and you know, the three of us have this experience so we can, we can all kind of share it, but I am so mentally drained and exhausted. I've made the joke. I don't know how many times about my door should be a revolving door because people just come in. And unless I stop what I'm doing right there and fix their problem and, peaches i got this from you unless i stop what i'm doing and knock that target down i'm not getting to it 
like my to-do list is getting longer and longer and longer yeah. the more that we speak. Uh, I'll be having a conversation with one person at my desk and my email. I'll get like three emails that I'm, I'm just looking at. And I'm like, oh, that's just that's just more work to do. So I think it might might be one of those things where I'm just so mentally exhausted that I'm trying to like be super alert and on point when I'm at work. And then, although it doesn't look like it to the people that I work with. And then by the time that I get home, I'm so exhausted. It doesn't matter how much caffeine I'm downloading. I can probably go straight to sleep. Yeah, we're going to see people from the 2-2 watching this. Not that anybody from the 2-2 watches this, but they'll be like, dude, Aaron doesn't do shit. Aaron doesn't do work at all. Dude takes a three and a half hour lunch. We don't know where he works. <laughs> That's yeah. true. It's a true statement. Busy, though. Today, my wife was like, were you in the bathroom and answered a phone call and answered a work question? And I was like, yes. Yeah. That definitely mm-hmm. happened. So I yeah. hope they didn't hear anything besides my voice. But whatever. Well, a, that's why mute is a very powerful button. It is. <laughs> well, I think that's why we get mad at like, and not get mad, but we get tired of answering the same question. Like, oh, what's the day to day like? Which we have a whole episode on. It's great. We redid it. It's perfect. Um, but it's like, what's the day to day like? I'll get home sometimes, and it'll be like, hey, how was your day? And I'm like, I don't even know what I did. I don't know. It's it was normal work. Like, how was your day? It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. I I did a million things. I think I've told Trent this joke before, but I, I always make the joke like I don't make anything. Like if I was a carpenter, I would go to work and I would make a table. So now I come home and I, I try to look like what work did I do today? And I look around, I'm like, there's no tables. I had a bunch of conversations. What did I actually produce? Like, what am I, what do I even do here? Oh man, I could, I could tell you what you produce. Like, well, is that a legitimate question? No, 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 it's not. I, like, okay, I right. understand. Like, yeah, I, but it, it's just one of those things. It's, it's hard to explain to people. Like, what are you doing? Oh, like, cause I don't, yeah. I don't take lunch. I don't eat while I'm at work. I don't leave my office really for anything other than an appointment that like pulls me out of the unit. But I get in early enough to where I can work out. And then I'm at work, work before other people are at work, work. And I don't leave that office until we're done working for the day. But some days I get done and I'm just like, this day flew. Like today I woke up and all of a sudden I was texting you guys about getting on this, you know, on this recording on the way home from work. I have no idea where my day went. I know I did stuff. I just, man, it was a blur. I know you do. You work in a tinderbox, flaming arrows are constantly inbound, and you run around with buckets. That's what you do. I'm just I'm just out here. Uh, well that's the least least uh, popular that's a part good, of this. That's a good so, analogy. I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly putting out fires. But I mean oh, that's, boys. Yeah. I don't know. I almost went into a diatribe, but eh. do it. Nah, I say it's not, it is a lot of fires, but the product and not, not that you don't know it. So I'm not, I'm not saying it, but I guess for the, for the five viewers that we have, Hey mom, dad. Um, yeah, (laughs) but the, the, the other three are Trent's kids and his wife trying to go to sleep in his studio right now. (laughs) How perfect is that? Peach's mom and dad are listening. Trent's family is listening and nobody's listening for me. I'm just out here. Might as well be talking into a plastic bottle on the side of a road. (laughs) Oh, the the best part about it is, is, uh, my daughter, right? Freya hit me up this weekend because of the GAN episode. She goes, Hey, did you know that you messed up, uh, the GAN episode? And I was like, 
Yes, I know I have gotten a ton of messages about it. <laughs> she goes, okay. She goes, I wasn't sure if that was on purpose or, or, or not, but I just want to let you know it's messed up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> and I'm sorry. So yeah. I, I've actually got an, an unrelated question before we, uh, before I have to run. And it's totally unrelated to what we were talking about. I just thought about it. Uh, Peaches, what was your first impression of Aaron Love when you, when you met him? I'm trying to think of when, uh, I don't remember when you arrived to the unit. I don't know if I was deployed or, or what. So my first like in-depth memory was Norway. Um, right. Yeah. That jump mission that we did. Like our, our, that cold response exercise, whatever it was, 2009, 2010, something like that. 2000. I think it's 2009. Yeah, uh, where we jumped in to the frozen lake bed and then snowshoed up an insane mountain uh, to get a pilot off of a cliff. And I, like he didn't eject, but they actually dangled a dude instead of hurting Herman. Like they dangled a dude off of the cliff uh, in a parachute, which we had to get. And I, I va- not vaguely, yeah. I remember that very well because I remember uh, me, you. Nick and Dave, mm-hmm. I won't use their last yep. names, um, all yep. traipsing through the snow and snowshoes when in reality it would have been waist better deep to have snow. skis, but it was waist deep snow yeah. and waist deep for you guys. Right. So for me, it's like <laughs> yeah. up to my belly button. You know what I mean? Well, no, Nick and, and so I, yeah, like, and Nick and I were I was trying to break, like I legitimately wanted to help break trail. Cause that's, yep. that's what you and do when you're doing snowshoe. You have to swap out breaking trail, but I literally couldn't break trail more than yeah. 50 feet maybe because it was just like i'm i'm done at that point um, it was terrible so yeah. you guys were very kind and uh <laughs> and broke all the trail for me <laughs> but i remember you know talking about you know uh dragging the sledge behind me oh you sledge you, you oh sledge you know if, if anybody hasn't you. seen it because shoot this is this is really old now the uh oh, this is so old. The dramatic read of a of a love letter of a breakup letter. That, dra- and yeah, now, breakup letter. The dramatic reading yeah. of a yeah. breakup letter. Yeah. Dear Chris. And so that's how we felt that's how we felt about the sledge that we were towing behind us. So um yeah, that that kind of memory and then going ice climbing and I can't remember who it maybe have been Dave, maybe it was you, Aaron. I don't remember, but it said like I'm I'm on this amazing blue waterfall that is all frozen, and I'm I'm up and uh and somebody said, Hey, Peach, like stop and take, just turn around and take a look. And I just look and it's just amazing Norwegian fjords behind me. And I was like, dude, how do you beat this? Like I, so it's like tied it all back, right? Is aspect war or the soft community? Is it worth it? That moment alone was worth it. I it, incredible. And it's, it's, I have a bunch of stories like that and a bunch of instances where it's just incredible where I actually had to stop and just take it all in instead of putting my camera up and filming it because how many times do you actually go and look at, look, watch that again? So, so put your phone down. So that, put your phone down and just be present in the moment and actually go like, holy cow, look at these fjords that are incredible. And I'm out here ice climbing with my bros. Like it's pretty awesome. You're right. Anyway. Yeah. 
J-Mac oh, actually that's, that's set my that first entire memory. thing up. J-Mac is the guy that What's decided that? to hang J-Mac was the guy that decided to hang that live person off that thing. So the movement was like the jump into a frozen lake, heinous, the movement heinous. And then we got there and no kidding, high consequence. Like he was not safety tied in. He was tied into a harness and they had him on a cliff and they were like, okay, well, if you guys screw up uh, picking him off of this cliff, he's going to fall and die. So don't screw it up. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is a, uh, it was not good. No, that was, yeah, it was, awesome. was awesome. I will, I will never forget. There was a time where <laughs> you were done breaking trail and you're just, your face is pouring in sweat and you turn around and you're just like laughing. You're just so smoked that you're laughing. You can't do anything about it. Cause you're going to have to ask Nick to come to the front again. And as Nick is like traipsing past us, we wouldn't even get out of our own tracks so that Nick could walk behind us. We made Nick like break his own trail to get in front to break. Trail. <laughs> it was the meanest thing. That could be considered Terrible hazing. teammates. Yeah. <laughs> terrible Absolutely. teammates. Nick, you're up. Right, what was uh, silver well, team? Well, then I, I got to throw it back at you then, Aaron. What was your first memory of me when you arrived? Now, that was it. So I, I was aware of this, you know, flight chief uh, from what I had heard. I The first time I ever saw you, I thought it was bring your co- uh, child to work day, which I thought was weird <laughs> that there was a 15-year-old in the unit. But it turns out you were a tech sergeant or a master sergeant at the time, maybe, that was running, was tech, <laughs> running blue yeah. team. Yeah, that was running blue team. And that, that was the first one. I, I want to say that was our first, no kidding, like training exercise together. Uh, you know, when we met was at, at Cold Response. So I, I want to say like getting jocked up for that. Obviously, you're a jump master at the time. So you were helping me as a brand new young PJ because the training event was for me. Like it was, it was a line item event for me. Like I had to do those things. Nick was the guy that was instructing me. And then uh, you and Dave were, were the other two that, you know, fleshed that team out. But I remember being just like, super duper nervous and like the very like you even gave me a check at one point you were like you like it like that and i looked at my reserve and i was like what do you mean he's like nah, I'm, I'm, I'm effing with you it's fine and i was just like not necessary hazing don't need hazing it. yeah uh. hey man uh i'm nervous enough as it is like i'm gonna fail i don't need your help on this peaches so you know maybe be a little bit nicer but then karma <laughs> four feet of snow is all it took for you to <laughs> to catch a, I'm done. a quick lesson man that's what about you, Trent? When did you, when did we, I know when we met, cause I know when we met like in person, which was great. We had a great hug. What did you think? When did you meet Peaches? When was that a thing? You were driving through when you were moving and you were staying with some family here. And then I just came mm-hmm. over and picked you up and we ran over to prep and it was literally picked him up. I picture you just being like, <laughs> there was a car seat just... in the back. <laughs> <laughs> There was a car seat in the back. <laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> I did I did tell Trent, like, I was like, hey, man, the neighborhood I'm staying in isn't the nicest. If you're carrying heat or you have the option to, make sure you are. He was like, Fantastic. oh, it's that bad? I'm like, I just, I would just do it. <laughs> but it, it's just one of those things. It's, a, you know, that's one of the, the cool things about the community is, like, you, 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 on your like first training trip with someone, you learn a lot about each other. But like when you've been in for a long time, like we'd, we'd all talked over, over camera. And then it was just pretty underwhelming when we all met in in person. It was like, this is there, there weren't any big surprises. You know, we just, yeah, this this is actually who we are. It's, it's sad, but true. Yeah. The funniest quote that I had, and I still credit you with this to this day is about halfway. So we, you know, I, flew in the night before and you know we kind of hung out the night before and then the next day we were going down to, to jbsa to see some peeps and do some stuff and about halfway there 
<laughs> we're driving and Trent who continually shifts an automatic truck into and out of gear for whatever reason, which was the weird that you said there was nothing weird. That was super weird. You kept shifting it. I'm like, it's an automatic Trent. You're not like downshifting. Sometimes whatever. I need sport mode and sometimes I need regular drive mode. All right. There's reasons. Your, your face is regular drive mode. So when we were driving down, Trent like gets it. He's like quiet for a second. And he literally just looks at me and he's like, you know, I never understood how people could um, fall in love on the internet. And I was like, excuse me? And he was, he was like, well, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, you, but like, we've talked a lot and, um, I, I feel like we're already pretty good friends. So I can understand how people fall in love in the internet. And that's when Trent came yeah. on to me. And then the hazel well, again. They, they do say like, <laughs> you know, you get the, you get the argument from the, the, the big gaming community, right? Gaming yeah. community is like, I know these people are like, go out and make real friends. Well, they are. They are. They are real friends. Two, my son is a gamer. My son, that's the only hobby he has. Um, he manages it appropriately. He doesn't spend a crap ton of time, but he has a solid group of friends that he gets on and he, he's known. They, they've grown up together. You know, the last three years or whatever that William's been in that oh, yeah. community. And if you look at shout out shells, shout out salmon gang, the, the, the salmon gang is living large and those dudes all have like a good support system and they, get on and they game together and that's awesome. Like who are you to say that's not real friend? You're making real connections and actually like establishing relationships with people. Like, yeah, the, the real friend and internet friend thing always cracks me up because they're, they're essentially the same. Now you're making real friends. You just have a different medium of talking to them. Yep. It all worked out. I've never heard the the first Aaron and Peaches story though. I was like, Hey, like I want to know, I want to know what happened there. How did this happen? Yeah. Where you guys actually met in person first. It was wild. We were, we were friends. We just didn't know it. Cause at the time the team rooms weren't integrated. So it was silver team strong as shit and blue team, the controller team. (laughs) So we, there was a door in between us and those streams, they never, uh, they never really crossed a whole lot. And then we made it better. And then by the time that we left, they were integrated team rooms again, which is a good thing. Absolutely. It's better that way. It is. It's always better. You know, that that's way. what the Ones Ready podcast does. It just really brings people together. And we're just here to, to make everybody integrate and work together. And, and you know, for, for a better future for all of us, I think is what we're working towards. No hazing. I've never hated a Trent clothes more than that Trent clothes. That was the absolute worst thing I've ever had to sit through in my entire life. If you guys are still listening, I can't believe you are nearly an hour later, like 46 minutes later. Fantastic. I'm going to make You've up some more stories and run for Congress. So there you go. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna process this and edit it right now, and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna release it as soon as it's done. Just Fine. because, put it out. Might as well. Sweet. Welcome why, everybody. Why not? Why not? You're welcome Going out there. You're welcome. Hey, if you're listening, seriously, do us a favor. Go like, subscribe, leave us a DM, say, leave us a comment, something. Share it with your friends. I love getting the comment like, "Oh, this channel is great. Why don't you guys have more followers?" I guess I would ask you.